0: My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh, and this is Steelers Country.
1: Yeah. Alright, this is Steelers Country. I'm your host, Tony. The Pittsburgh Steelers win again, bringing their winning streak to seven games to close out the regular season. They finish the regular season 11-5. They beat the Cleveland Browns 27-24 in overtime. A much closer game than I think a lot of fans uh, expected or wanted, uh, but let's not forget this was a game that didn't matter uh, for the Steelers. They played the backups mostly on uh, on offense and defense, mostly all the starters except James Harrison didn't play, and they had a couple injuries on the defensive line. This was an interesting game. I had the pleasure to actually be in the stadium for this one, um, and I can tell you that before the game even, this was a this wasn't this was a weird game. It, it felt like a preseason game. You know, they do, if, if you've ever been to a Steeler game in Heinz Field, uh, before the game, they play this, this video uh, when the intros happen where, you know, the, they come out uh, to Jack Lambert saying, you know, his little, uh, if, if I could do this all over again, you damn well better believe I'd be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Everybody's waving their terrible towels. They do a terrible towel wave uh, with some celebrity. And everybody, the stadium is just going nuts, Right. In this game, I can tell you, no one in my section was waving their terrible towel. It—it it fe- it was a very weird energy in the stadium. You could just feel that this game—it it, just—it felt—it was a different kind of game. This game didn't really matter, and certainly, uh, the Steelers certainly performed that way early. You know, the, the game uh, started off about as poorly as you could—you could want, right? The Steelers went down early, seven 0 nothing. Both sides of the ball playing terrible. Offensive line couldn't block for Landry. Defense couldn't tackle anybody. The Browns go down, score two quick touchdowns, and the game went to 14 to nothing. I think the game, though, I can just tell you from, from where I was sitting and the fans that I was around, it definitely changed at that point, though. When we were down 14 to nothing early in that game, I think everyone just kind of went, wait, hold on a minute. Like, I get that this game doesn't matter, but let's not get blown out by the Cleveland Browns to end this season. Like, this is kind of ridiculous. We're still the Steelers. We should still at least put up a fight, even with you know, our backups. Um, and you know, give the Steelers credit because they did come back. But I, one thing that worries me about the – not the outcome of this game or, or you know, the Steelers come back and win this game, and I don't want to waste a lot of time talking about this game because, again, it is a meaningless game. But one thing that bothers me coming out of it, and I forget, it, it was either Ed Bouchette or Jerry Dulac who did their, their Steelers chat midweek. One of the fans asked them in that chat, "Do you think it's going to matter at all that Tomlin's only going to take out certain starters, and don't you think that's going to bother other people on the team who, you know, are going to see that as favoritism, right? And that, and you know, you think about this game, the players that didn't play: Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Marquise Pouncey, James Harrison, right? These are the the more veteran players on the team, certainly the most important players on the team, um, and players that we have been without in playoff games past." Um, but you know, in thinking about that, and thinking about the way that this game played out, and certainly you know, certainly early in this game, right? Tomlin had this mentality where he said, you know, you know, we're gonna we're going we're gonna keep our good guys healthy, right? We're gonna keep those guys out. But the guys who are gonna suit up, they're playing to win, right? We we respect AFC North football, and we're gonna go out there and win this game. And yet, it just didn't feel like the players that were out there certainly didn't buy into that, right? I mean, it, this was not a game in which the Steelers came out to win. They didn't respect AFC North football. They were down early, fourteen to nothing to the Cleveland Browns, and you listen to the players after the game, you know, Ryan Shazier talking about how he was disappointed in the team and and their performance and and how some players didn't take this game seriously. And DeCastro, this was the most worrying thing to me. DeCastro talking about what a weird week of practice it was and, and the fact that he's glad that this week is over and he wants to get back to playing and practicing real football. You know, it's one thing to have a bye week. And just everybody's off for a week and we're going to concentrate on our next opponent, right? It's another thing to be playing a football game and trying to, to get, to, trying to get yourself hyped into that game, right? Trying to get yourself locked into that football game and yet knowing that that game doesn't matter. This game does not matter. Yet I still have to go out there and I'm still going to try to perform to my highest level even though I know it doesn't matter. And even though at the highest level of this organization, at Mike Tomlin's level, he is telling me that this game doesn't really matter. Right, he's not going to play Le'Veon Bell in this game. He's not going to play Ben Roethlisberger. Antonio Brown's not going to see a down in this game. Neither is Pouncy. Neither is Harrison. Right, all the best players in this team aren't going to play. And yet, me, David DeCastro, you know, me, Artie Burns, I've got to go out there and I've got to play to my highest level. You know, I I want to be healthy for the Dolphins game. I want to, I still want to play in a playoff game too. Right, this was an interesting game. I I give the Steelers credit. They fought. They came back. They did win this football game, but. You know, it's one—it's one thing to turn it off for a week because it's a bye week, and then turn it back on again for the playoffs. It's another thing to play a game where you are—you know—you're playing a game and you're turning it off. And I don't know what that's going to do to the mentality of this team, or you know, the the kind of if they can turn it back on again. But that's the thing that worries me. There's a lot of talk this week in the Steeler media about, oh no, the defense and how how bad the defense looked, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna get beat by the Dolphins by a, by a billion because we can't stop a guy. I'm not so much worried about the performance on the field. I, I get the weird mentality that this team had to, to play through. I'm more worried about going into this Dolphins game um, what if this team can turn it can turn that switch back on again? You know, you turn it off for a week, that's fine if it's a bye week, but this wasn't a bye week, right? This was a real game. And we played through a game kind of half-heartedly. And we half-heartedly won, fine, but we got to turn it back on again now for the playoffs. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. I don't wanna I don't wanna waste much time talking about Cleveland. Look, we won the game. It was a it was a fun game. Landry came up big in the end. Um, the Steelers win. But let's focus on Miami, let's focus on AFC uh, playoff football. And for that, let's bring in Mike and Joe. Bring you guys back into the podcast. Mike, how you doing this evening?
0: I'm doing great, Tony, Joe. It's uh just great to be talking Steeler playoff football during the holidays. Always fun for that.
1: Joe, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm in peak postseason fan shape, ready for it.
1: I'm glad to hear it, because uh, that's my you know the Steelers being in peak playoff shape is kind of my worry going in. Mike, do you have any of the same reservations that I do going going into this playoff run? Is it is it worry you at all? This kind of half-hearted mentality that the Steelers had going into this game.
0: I understand what you're saying. I, I kind of heard that as well, and and I feel for those players like DeCastro or Mike Mitchell or some of the veterans that. Had to play through that game, and when it was fourteen to nothing, and it looked like some, you know, some of them felt like, "Why am I even out here?" They had, you know, something happened at halftime, and they had to come out and play and play their butts off. And um, yeah, I could see that, you know, maybe there's some jealousy there. I don't know, but they they all have to know it's a business, and and you absolutely need our triplets, James Harrison, obviously, you know, deserves the the rest, and you can't afford losing Pouncy, so. Uh, they're they're on their way to the Super Bowl, or I mean, that if this is the route to the Super Bowl, they all need to understand that. So I know what you mean also by like taking a week off. I know like uh, in the past, Colts have done that and and it's burned them. A lot of times that happened, like like even the Cowboys, where they take the week off, like this week seventeen, and then you have a bye week and then you play that next game, That's like a long time to take off. At least for the Steelers, it seems like, you know for most of the guys they didn't take the week off they had to play the browns and um and the next game's coming up this sunday so i don't i don't see a missing beat
1: Joe, what about you any any um any reservations about you know the the what happened on sunday and and that kind of lingering into into the playoff run
2: well i mean that, i you know i i'm always against um not playing to win a game i'm against resting guys that's in general that's my default position is you play, even though you don't need the game, you play it to win the game anyway um, because it's a cop-out. I used to say, well, guys, you know, so, uh, and I used to call out some of them and say, well, they know that their team can't win this game. And they're just saying they're not going to play because cause they don't want to embarrass their team. Um, and and then the other thing is, though, that uh, that you guys, you know, they relax. Look, you're playing at a level. The whole idea of the seven-game winning streak that we talked about in previous podcasts Um, is because you're getting in a mojo, you're getting in a mode, you're getting in a zone, you're getting, this is you know, you're on a run. Um, and so to turn that off and turn that back on again, you cannot do that. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know that the Cowboys are going to be able to come out of what they did. Um, especially that they have a bye and they've got the top seed and they've got an inexperienced quarterback rookie in the playoffs, uh, for the Steelers though. Um, I, I do think the Steelers, well, let me, before I go this far, Let me say that I do agree in this case, though, uh, with Mike Tomlin sitting the guys that he sat Um, uh, Harrison, because he's he's an older guy, you know, tough shit, young guys. You got to play. Right. Okay. you really the fact that this man at 37 years old or how old he is still has a spot on the roster and still is one of the best playmakers on defense ought to put the young guys to shame. Okay, that's besides the point. Um, So he gets he gets to he gets the rest. Um, Why does Ben get the rest? Why does Le'Veon get the rest? Why does Bell get the rest? Why does Pouncey get the rest? Why? Because we've been eliminated from postseason play when those guys were on the bench hurt. That's why. Okay. So if you've been on the bench hurt in a postseason game and and the Steelers couldn't generate offense because you were hurt, well, then your ass can can rest too. But uh, those guys are essential to winning a postseason uh, football game, and they've never played a postseason game together. And the Steelers have had scant success in the postseason because of all those injuries. So in this case, I'm all for it because uh, there's really there's really nothing to lose. I mean, if you lose one of these guys in the, in the Cleveland Brown game um, yeah, and then you don't there. have them to go through the playoffs, it's just like, here we go again, another wasted season.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, now, all of that being said, the Steelers didn't take a full game off. They took the first half off, um, and then all of a sudden they were embarrassed. They said, you know, we're we're getting beat by the the Cleveland Browns, and they should have been. They should have been because the Cleveland Browns are hapless, and all you have to do is watch that game. And, you know, the the Steelers should have been down by four touchdowns, not just two, okay, um, were it not for the hapless Cleveland Browns uh, being their hapless selves. Uh, So – so uh, the, the defense, you know, for the most part, the defense had all of the guys that we have available on defense save for James Harrison and possibly it if he comes back next week. I don't know who else sat. Um, the defense was had out some injuries there.
1: With, through, throughout the game, they had some injuries on the defensive line. Um, but I, the, those the guys defense should be healthy.
2: Was, well, they were out there playing the hapless Cleveland Browns. And, and my comment to the people that I was watching the game with on Sunday was, holy crap are we playing the Joe Montana led 49ers of the 1980s? Because these guys are running through our defense. Like Montana used to run through defenses in the eighties. It was embarrassing. Uh, And it was mostly the starters, the guys who are going to be playing in the postseason. And I think the defense was exposed by Cleveland in this regard. And then hopefully it's more what you said that they were taking the week off and they were, they were, you know, they, they were down in the dumps because all we don't, why do we have to play? And we're not the special chosen ones. And, Blah, blah, blah. Um, But that really didn't happen much on the defensive side of the ball. There weren't a lot of guys sitting on the defensive side of the ball. So why can't they stop the Cleveland Browns? I don't know why. Maybe because they didn't take the game serious or maybe because they were exposed by a three plays and out offense. And they had to continually be put on the field. And maybe this defense is even worse than I than I've suspected them of being all season because they've been carried by an offense that holds the ball and scores points. Um, so I don't know. I don't know which one it is. Uh, I'm hoping it's the latter, or, or the former, rather than the latter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think- but I don't
2: think the Steelers – but in the, in the end, the Steelers didn't take a full game off. They played. They played They played with intensity. They played to win a football game. So they, they, when Miami rolls into town, they played a football game last week. You know, five guys took the week off, so what? those five guys will be fine.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, I hope hope the Steelers can bounce back from this and and just, you know, play their game next week. Um, And and there is no lingering kind of like, well, we took a week off and now now we have to play a real game again and kind of trying to find that mentality. You know, one thing I I talked about last week on this podcast, and I want to get you guys' take on it, and, you know, you can again talk about this week and and falling into that same thing, but, you know, Mike Tomlin had that saying in 2008 that, you know, throw style points out the window, um... You know this this team just wins games finds ways to win um, you know look this team is clearly not the same team it's not as good as it was in 08 um, by any stretch but this this league isn't as good as teams were in 2008 it's a much more wide open year than it was uh, back then and I'm seeing a, to me I'm seeing a lot of the 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 kind of winning mentality that the Steelers had back in 08 in this team right that that kind of we're not playing well, right? We're not playing top football, right? On, on one side or both sides of the ball, right? You, and you can go back all the way back to Buffalo in this, right? The Buffalo game was a very dirty game. Ben throws those bad interceptions, and the Steelers still find a way to win. Same thing in, in Cincinnati, right? They were down in that game. They, but they found a way to claw back in, into that one, win that game. Obviously, the Ravens game looked very bleak in the third quarter. The Steelers find a way to come back and win that one, and then even in this one, right, we're down fourteen. I mean, it's all the backups, so you know, it's, it's not Ben Bell and Brown making, marching this comeback. But still, right, this team is finding ways to win dirty, like they did in two thousand eight. To me, you know, when you win dirty, right, when you win, when a when a, when a great team wins dirty it doesn't mean that that great team isn't great it i to me it it like elevates it right it means that you can play a bad game and still win um you know that just i don't know I, i feel like this team might have you know whatever it you know it you have to have it to win the super Bowl. i don't know i feel like this team might have it
0: hey i agree with that i i mean i think that you know when you find ways to win it just uh it continues on, and then when you're down in the next game, you just have that, that confidence or that, that feeling that um, someone's going to make a play, something's going to happen, or we can get it done. And they've been doing that now for seven games in a row. And, and I do agree with what Joe said at the end there about um, you know, th- this defense, and, and maybe it's looked a little better during the season, during the seven-game winning streak, when the offense is on the field chewing the clock and, um, and scoring points, it's easier to play with the lead. Uh, Not that they've had a lead in all seven of those games all the time But I I think that it was really hurt in this game by by a couple of three and outs early and You know some bad field position Um, But I think that I mean the defense is also growing though so and they're playing hand in hand with the offense, so I'm not worried about it going into the Into the playoffs um, unless the offense sputters. I mean if the offense sputters for whatever reason I don't think the defense can carry the offense. Um, I don't know.
1: I, I, see, it's interesting. Okay, so it's interesting you guys say that, right? Because the offense hasn't consistently moved the football since Buffalo, right? Buffalo, we moved the ball pretty consistently with Le'Veon, but against Cincinnati, all we did was kick field goals in that game. We were behind the entire game. Against Baltimore, the offense really didn't move the ball after the first drive. Um, and in this, you know, and then this game, the same thing, right? The offense didn't really move the ball until the end of the first half. But it, and, and you know, the defense was in holes right? where we were in a hole. But it wasn't like we were just – it was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. You know, the, the defense still has two things that I think you can – that are reliable going into the playoffs. They A, they just come up with big plays at big moments, whether that be Shazier's interception at the end zone uh, or you know, big three and outs or uh, big, uh, big red zone stops, right? Um, and I go back to Baltimore after Ben's second interception. That game was 17-10. to 10 the ball at the whatever it was, 10, 15-yard line. If the Steelers give up a touchdown right there, it's 24 to 10, and the game maybe is just over yeah. at that point, right? And the defense comes up with a big red zone stop. And, you know, red zone stops, and, you know, we've been saying this on this podcast since back in week three or four. When we were saying, you know, you, you're not going to lose by forcing teams to kick field goals, right? These are still things, even in this moment when we're like, oh, well, is the defense secretly bad? That we can still rely on, even in this Browns game, when, you know, were they trying, were they not trying, who the hell knows? Um, These are still things we can rely on, right? They still get big turnovers, and they did against, you know, they did against Cleveland. I know Cleveland is Cleveland, but but Shazier still, you know, he still got that interception. Uh, Jarvis still caused that fumble at the goal line. uh, And, you know, Sean Davis made a great play to outrun Robert Griffin to the ball on the (laughs) hike it over his head play. Who hiked it over his head? Who made that happen? Who was the playmaker who made that happen? Right. No, day? no, you're right. Right. But 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 what I'm what I'm saying about that play, right? That was the flukiest one, but still Sean Davis beat Robert Griffin to the ball, right? If on a hike it over his head play, the guy who should get the ball is the quarterback. He's right there. Well, oh, the fumble into the end zone was pretty
2: hapless too. I mean, I, I know
1: uh, Yeah, but that was Jar- Jarvis, Jarvis. If you watch the replay, Jarvis punched the ball out. I mean, it was a, it was a deliberate punch of the ball. Um
0: yeah, the hapless part of that was that it seems like the Browns could have yeah, just no. probably kneeled on the, the ball. The Browns, the are
1: the, ball. right, right. like the Browns are the Browns, right? There were plays in this game that were like insane, which is you know Landry's pick six. That no, up, no, no, not that play. This
2: was the, this was the touchdown play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right.
1: No, no, yeah, right. The touch. Okay, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another one. That's though. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking right. about. That's the Browns being the Browns.
2: that's
0: not the defense,
1: right?
0: Yeah, but you you also got to give Hayward Bay all the credit. I mean I think that was play of the game for that game. It
1: absolutely was play of the game. I mean game. the guy didn't
0: give up on the play. He he ran it down and and tried to cause havoc at the one yard line and he did. And it paid off.
1: Yeah. And I'm surprised the refs didn't by the way, I'm surprised the refs called that wrong on the field because from where I was sitting, you could tell very clearly he that ball was out at the three. It was obvious. It was at a, yeah, yeah, it wasn't even close. Um yeah.
0: Uh, I do want to say one other thing about the defense though. So I did say that they they're they're not gonna carry the team. But the point you're making, and I agree with is that they find a way they find a way to come up with the big play at the right time where the three and out i mean that that was a huge play against baltimore to keep them in the game to make it 20 to 10 instead of 24 to 10 you know that
1: right i mean, that was
0: huge and there and there were some moments um there were some moments in this browns game too where the defense uh, had to step up the the disappointing thing though is when the steelers against the ravens take the lead um right what would it have been 24 to 20
2: and 20, then just well, yeah. give
0: up a four four minute drive right five minute drive to, to give up a score with one minute left. I mean, that's, and the, and the, uh, and the Ravens had to score a touchdown. So you're defending the goal line. You don't even care about a field goal, right? It's not like you got tricked into defending the field goal, but yeah, that happens. Yeah. I mean, it was that.
2: And then it was the hapless Cleveland Browns running through the defense, like a hot knife through butter. It was just so
0: disappointing to see that. Let me say one oh. thing about that too. How, how much of that, is, I mean, the, the whole defensive starting unit was out there, except two it was injured, and James Harrison wasn't there. But James Harrison, I've been told, has been awesome against the run this season, right? So, yeah. I mean, no,
1: we'll, was that
0: how big of a factor was that? No, that the other missing?
1: thing, the thing that people don't talk about is that Ricardo Matthews got hurt eight plays into that game. Ricardo Matthews is the other starting lineman besides to it. Um And then Javon Hargrave went out with a concussion, or a possible concussion, midway through that game. Um, he actually didn't have a concussion, so he'll play against Miami. But no, we were down to LT Walton and Johnny Maxey were our starting linemen. And look, if okay, can I just point out one play in the game that was like my hey, I don't think these guys care. Okay, the Terrell Pryor catch down the sideline. where already got we're already got quote unquote burned at uh, the
0: very end of the game. It was like a stop and go, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. What the hell is Artie doing on that play? That is very clearly to me Artie just wants to. Like I don't care because this game doesn't matter and I'm just going to go for this pick sick because I don't care. Yeah,
2: that's what he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and to uh, me, and they knew it. They, they
2: played him, so hopefully he learned from that because we discussed this, uh, you know, in our in our little circle when we were watching the, the Steelers. Is hopefully he learned from that that you can't do that because they, he was trying to do that the whole game yeah. and they played yeah. on that. But I think he was doing they...
1: that because because you've never seen him do that. He's never he's never jumped out before. I think he was doing that. You're yeah. Saying... Because what's the because because Mike he's a rookie and to him, yeah, hey Ben's yeah. not playing, Bell's not playing, Brown's not. Who gives a shit? No one don't no get. Here's what I want: if I'm already Burns, I want to pick six because that'd be cool, right? In a game that doesn't matter, it'd be pretty cool if I got to pick six. Right. You know? He's not doing
0: that against the Ravens though because he's going to get his ass chewed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, he didn't. He right. hasn't done that. It's Burns
0: against the Browns. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah you know.
0: I mean, I, I thought he was doing it because he came close a couple times, and so I, I mean, I just think that he. he you know he wanted it, and he, he got. Wanted burned.
1: it. He wanted it bad, yeah. But I think you know against Baltimore, against uh, Cincinnati, you know he wasn't getting. He's not getting burned like that. I don't like saying burned against with Artie Burns. It's like the <laughs> stupid.
2: Point. Yeah, but his, so his saying though, when he get when he does get a pick six, then someone's gonna have a sign in the, in the that's gonna say "feel the burn."
1: Feel, yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> of course, um, that's gonna. It's coming, right? Yeah. Unless he waits too long, he's gotta have to he's get. Gotta, Maybe will get. He'll Maybe hey, he'll get you know, get listen,
1: Matt Moore. You know, Matt Moore. Uh, you know, I think Matt Moore might throw a pick this week. I think the Steelers' defense is good for a turnover this week. Well, let's actually let's shift our attention to that. But I mean, game. he
2: was going for a, he was going for a Rod Woodson style. You know, I step in front of oh, your yeah, guy. yeah,
1: you know, like I saw this like coming the whole way.
2: Yeah, it's 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 me, the ball, and the goal line, and that's it. There's nothing else in between. Um, and so yeah, that's what he's going for. He don't really go for that.
1: No, like, no, he's, he's saying, playing much more of a. You know he plays much more of a, you know, I don't want to call him conservative because he is pretty aggressive with his pass breakups, but right. But I don't think he's allowed to do that. I no, don't but be, yeah, I don't he's, think he's not he's jumping allowed. routes. He's a rookie. He, oh well, yeah, he recognizes the route tree like a like a veteran. No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> That's why he got burned on that play. <laughs> All right, but let, let's shift our attention to Miami here. Let's let, let's talk let's talk about the actual playoff game ahead of the Steelers. Uh, the play the Steelers will play the Miami Dolphins Sunday, one o five p.m. kickoff. Um, this is a rematch of a week five week six game that the Steelers played uh that game was an interesting one it was in Miami uh the the Steelers were four and one the Dolphins were one and four everybody thought the Steelers were just gonna destroy the Miami Dolphins going into that one uh and boy did it turn out the other way the Dolphins end up winning that game 30 to 15 that was a game that the two storylines coming out of that one were number one for the Steelers Ben Roethlisberger that's the game he hurt his knee um he heard his he heard it uh I think early in the second quarter or uh, midway through the second quarter of that game. Um ended up coming back in the third quarter. Clearly wasn't the same. The Steelers offense never was able to move the football outside of the long Darius Hayward Bay end around touchdown that they got. And then on the other side of the ball, uh Jay Ajay. That was the uh, hey, look, I'm Jay Ajay and I'm a very good running back. Uh he ran for two hundred yards in that game. He would then go on in the se- in, in the regular season to run for two hundred yards two more times. Um so uh, you know, it turns out he's actually a good running back. Uh, but that game ended up thirty to fifteen for the Miami Dolphins. Now we play them again. This time, in uh, in Heinz Field. I got a feeling you guys think it's not going to turn out thirty to fifteen Miami uh, this time around.
2: No, but I'll tell you that I feel um, like the game in Miami for the Steelers is like um, it's it's like a postseason gift now because. This is a game. The Steelers expected they came to Miami expecting to win that game. Yes, easily. Okay, like you know, we're the four and one Steelers, and we're taking on these these crappy Dolphins who have a new coach we never heard of, and uh, they're nobodies and they can't win games, and so you know we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna roll these guys, um, and they ran into a buzzsaw. saw, uh, and so they will take the Dolphins seriously. Um, I don't know that you could overlook a team in the playoffs, but to the extent that you could, they will not now. Right. Uh, and no, I don't expect the same, the same um, scenario. Now, well, so now the tables are turned. The Dolphins don't have their quarterback, and the Steelers do. Um, so, you know, it's just all—it's just—it's just a completely different storyline.
1: But. Uh, if you, I will I will counter with this, right? If there is a blueprint for how to beat the Steelers, or at least if there has been one this season, it revolves around two things: a, be able to run the football. If you can run the football on the Steelers, you know you will have success because you will keep our offense off the field, um, and, then, and then you'll keep our defense off balance. Um, and then two. If you can hit big plays on our defense, you know, and then really, if you look back at the Dallas game, this is what I'm talking about. Dallas game, the Eagles game, right? These are the these are the big losses the Steelers have had. Hell, hell, even the, the first Dolphins game, right? These games were filled with good runs by the running back and then big plays by their receivers. Um, these are things we haven't seen during this seven game winning streak, right? Obviously, because we're winning, um, but those are things that have to scare you if you. You know, if you go into this game, because the Dolphins are very, are a very good running team. Look, Jay Ajayi has proven himself to be a you know a top five, top seven running back in this league, um, and Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry, and um, I'm gonna uh, Devonte Parker. Are, you know, they're big play receivers, uh, and and this, that offense is not afraid to, to throw the deep ball. So, Mike, are, are you at all worried about that aspect of this game? That that the blueprint for the Steelers is for how to beat us is clearly out there, uh, but it, it takes a certain type of team. To do that, the Dolphins, though, may actually be that kind of team.
0: Yes, I, I am worried a, a bit about that. I mean, definitely with the running game and the Jai, uh, if we can't stop it early, um, you know, teams that run the ball typically get stronger as the game goes on. So if it's a close game, that's going to be a problem. They also have good receivers on the Dolphins. So if this quarterback can get going a little bit, uh, you know, we, we tend to always. Not always, but often give up those third and eight situations like that, and it's frustrating. And they can just move the ball down the field. So I think it's going to come down to our offense having to hold the ball and and score points, and um, and not have to rely on the defense, um, and unless this quarterback more is just off and just you know and shows to be a, a backup quarterback. But often we make backup quarterbacks look good for whatever reason. So I, I am worried about that. Hopefully, I, I do like that um, for the second half of the season, we've been bringing, you know, some different blitzes, uh, some guys from the corner, and, and even like Sean Davis coming in sometimes. So hopefully they can confuse him and um, we can get some big plays off of it.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be – I think, you know, Joe, your, your your take on this game, I think is exactly right in that, in that the fact that this is a revenge game makes this much more likely that the Steelers are going to come out of here with a victory. Um, it, would be, it would be one thing if the Steelers hadn't played this team yet um, and, and, you know, they, this, the Dolphins were able to come in and, and kind of surprise the Steelers with how good Ajay is or, or how good Kenny Stills is and how good um, Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry are. But the Steelers have seen this already and to them, you know, you, you've, if you've listened to Stefan Tuitt and some of these guys talk about that game, I mean, you know, that is really the, the biggest blemish on the season – for this team, right? If you look at the worst loss, like the quote-unquote worst loss this year, you know, losing to the then 1-4 Dolphins was you know, the, the worst loss. Now, it ended up being not that bad at the end of the season because the Dolphins went 9-2 and two after that game and, and ended up making the playoffs, but, you know, having 200 yards put on you by a Ajay and, and losing that game in the way that we did was embarrassing. And it was certainly embarrassing for that defense. It was maybe not the worst defensive performance because Philly and Dallas were also very, very bad, but um but that was pretty bad. And I think the Steelers are gonna come into this game knowing that A number one in this game, to win this game, you have to stop J. A J. If the Steelers can stop J. A J if he if he doesn't get going, if he doesn't if you know if we can hold him to fifty, sixty yards running, um and really turn the Dolphins into a more one dimensional team, especially, you know, in a home game, then all of a sudden, you know, the the Steelers th- this becomes a, a very obvious path to victory for the Steelers and I think you know that's going to be the key to this game it's going to be nice now in this game to have Stefan Tuitt back to hopefully have Ricardo Matthews healthy um, but at least and at least have Javon Hargrave healthy because to me the last couple games with the Steelers especially that Baltimore game without having Stefan Tuitt there the Steelers had to do a lot of creative way try to do a lot of creative things to get some pass rush because they knew that Tua and then weren't or Tewit wasn't there to create any kind of pass rush, um, and that led to a lot of like Mike, like you said, a lot of those easy third and eights. I mean, the the Ravens killed us with the tight end, um, and I think a lot of that was due to the fact that you know they had to play a little more off. They wanted to bring a blitz from the linebacker spot or from the safety spot or from the corner spot or bring more exotic blitzes because you're not just going to get your pass rush with your traditional four. Um, and so having two it back, I think, is going to be a night and day difference for this defense. Um, and, and, you know, look, this is a much different team than played against Miami, right? When we played against Miami back then, Artie Burns was not the starting corner yet. Uh, James Harrison was not the starting outside linebacker. Bud Dupree was still hurt. Um, you know, this was just a much different team. And, so, and they weren't using Le'Veon like they were. I think, you know, Joe, I think you're right. I think this is a game... Uh, that is that has revenge factor, and it also, it, you know, to me it comes down to the running game of both teams. If we can get Le'Veon going in this game, we couldn't get Le'Veon going in that first game at all, right? And Miami has the 30th-ranked run defense. I know you hate stats, Joe, but Miami's run defense is ranked 30th in the National Football League. They're without their two starting safeties. Um, Le'Veon Bell is playing in his first playoff game. You've got to think the Steelers are going to lean on Le'Veon in this game and— Hopefully, and let's all pray, this is the Le'Veon show.
2: Well, um, so going to the Dolphins running game that, you know, is maybe unstoppable. You know, I don't think there's anybody that would argue, you know, you, you run, you establish the run to open the pass. But in order to establish the run, there has to be a legitimate threat of a pass, um, and there's less of that. There may there may be none. There may be some. Um, but uh, I think the Steelers are going to test who's this guy that's throwing more. Matt, that yeah, Matt Moore. Matt Moore. Matt Moore is throwing for the team that used to have Nat Moore, who used to catch for that team. Um, so Matt Moore is throwing the football for the Dolphins. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I don't think very I – mean, I've only seen the guy play a little bit. I don't know if he's very good or not, um, but but in order to in order to have a legitimate run, in order to not just get suffocated at the line of scrimmage, there has to be a legitimate pass threat. Um, and I think the Steelers are going to come out and make them prove that. I, I I think they'll they'll risk the first the first salvo and say, okay, buddy, can you you know?
1: Yeah, can you beat us through the air? You're
2: not you're not just going to hand the ball. If you if you hand the ball off to this guy, we're going we're going to you know. Nine guys are going to tackle him, okay? So now, second down, what are you going to do? Um, and, and I think that's how it's going to go. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, a healthy Ben, a healthy Brown, um, and a healthy Le'Veon for the first time ever in the postseason, um, you know, that's going to be a little different than what what went down in South Florida um, back in October.
1: Mike, are you at all worried um, actually, this is the you're the wrong guy to ask him this because I already know your answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, you know I'm worried. Are you worried about Ben in this game? Ben Ben Roethlisberger uh, <laughs> has thrown interceptions now uh, with regularity, and I can't and I can't no longer use the Ben on the road excuse, right? Because of the two he threw against Baltimore. Um, is there any any part of you that worries that you know Ben could throw a couple stupid interceptions in this game? And, and uh, uh, he didn't throw any against Cleveland. He didn't throw any against Cleveland, and he didn't throw any against Cincinnati either. Uh, so,
0: of course, I'm not worried. You know what? If he throws a couple of interceptions, so be it. I mean, uh, I, I think that's you know that's that's part of his game right now, for whatever reason. Um, I, I have excuses for his two throws against Baltimore. I mean, uh, I really think the first one could have been a miscommunication. Where the the tight end I can't was it Johnson I can't remember who it was it but it's was a guy Johnson, that doesn't yeah. a guy that doesn't play that often doesn't have the great rapport with him you know if he takes one two steps uh, in instead of out or instead of stopping then the ball's right to him and uh, you know when he stops it looks like it's an overthrow and and a bad pass uh, but, you know the 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 second one was more of a timing thing and Ben didn't see the linebacker and yeah, he shouldn't do that but. Um, you know that's gonna happen sometimes. I mean, hey, even Brady throws interceptions. Brady has like thirty-eight touchdowns and two interceptions. That's ridiculous. One
1: twenty for yeah, the whole season two, But yeah.
0: Oh, twenty-eight and two. Okay.
1: But it's it's the so you know it's still it's the highest so. percentage of yeah, touchdown he, interception percentage ever. Oh my god.
0: He got the percentage.
1: Yeah.
0: I hate this. So it, I, yeah, go ahead. Then I'm gonna go in a I'm gonna go in a round. Okay. Wrong. So I'll finish with Ben. I mean, Ben. Um, it granted in the Baltimore game, he seemed a little down, you know, down in the dumps at, at one point there where they just couldn't get it going and through the interception, he knew it was, it was huge against them, but he just, all he needed in, in the Baltimore game was, uh, you know, a, a reason, you know, he, he needed a little bit of motivation, a little bit of, uh, uh, hey, we're down and the team needs me and, and he thrives in those situations and he did. And I, I think that. I think the five-wide and the hurry-up offense help him, and I'd like to see him do more of that, especially if the team starts to sputter a little bit.
1: I think you actually might see more uh, more five-wide or that kind of uh, spread-it-out kind of offense. You know, the, the Steelers used that game against Cleveland to not only get Darius hayward Bay back into the offense, but also, you know, to, to really give a lot of work to both Eli Rogers and DeMarcus Ayers, and I think those two guys have, you know, proved themselves. I mean, Ayers had the, the, the drop over the middle that was a little uh, crappy, but, you know, whatever. Um, but, no, I, I think the Steelers have a lot of – all of a sudden, right, we went from it's A, B, and then, oh, boy, hopefully Ladarius is healthy, right, and hopefully Sammy Coates is healthy, Yeah. to now – you know, you can make a legitimate argument now that maybe you don't even – maybe you don't even dress Sammy Coates because if you dress Sammy Coates, are you not going to dress you, – you can't dress either – DeMarcus Ayers or Darius Hayward Bay, and those two guys are healthy now, and you've still got Sammy's fingers lingering. He had a hamstring injury. Any of those goes wrong, and now you're down a wide receiver. Um, And and I think, you know, all of a sudden you start spreading the field with A.B. and Darius Hayward Bay and Eli Rogers and DeMarcus Ayers and and even Kobe Hamilton who's making big catch after big catch. Um, All of a sudden, yeah, you know what? I'm starting to trust those weapons and then you add in the Jesse James and Xavier Grimble, and then, you know, God forbid, if Le- if Ladarius Green is healthy, right? You know, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, oh, look, we have these weapons again. We just, you know, the Steelers, for whatever reason, they can't find linebackers anymore, but my God, can they find wide receivers? I mean, it's just like any wide receiver that comes into the Steelers program, boom, all of a sudden, they're, they're you know, great rece- receivers. Um, so, yeah. I no, think that's a big point, yeah. Yeah. Think- that,
0: that's a, it, it's a big point. And, uh, and it was great to see those guys gain confidence a- against Cleveland. But I think, like, uh, you know, one example is, is DeMarcus Ayers, where he was on the practice squad like two weeks ago. And he's got to think in his mind, you know, can I play in this league? I mean, granted, I'm making it through practice, and I'm practicing with these guys, so I can, I can tell I'm, you know, I'm doing okay, I guess. But not only, you know, to, to make a, have a positive contribution in the Baltimore game on the, in the huge pass interference call that really helped him out, and he had another big catch on the winning drive, I mean, it's not only that he's proven to himself I can play in this league, but I'm catching balls from Ben Roethlisberger. He's got confidence in me, and now um, and I contributed to this division-winning game. You know, to to win the championship. So, uh, I mean, that's huge. And and even Kobe Hamilton with a win- game-winning touchdown. Granted, it was a meaningless game, but still, it's a big play for him. He's going to gain confidence. So, um, yeah, hopefully that does lead to five wide receiver set. But with all that said, if Sammy. If Sammy Coase is healthy, he, he's got he's to gotta have a helmet.
1: Maybe. I, I mean, I don't even know. I, you know, with, with the finger thing, it's like, you know, there was a report out today that he may need surgery after the season on those fingers, um, and then he had that hamstring, and you just never know with a hamstring, like, that could come back. I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do this week with that wide receiver situation because all of a sudden we went from being like, oh, my God, who is our number two receiver to now it's like, we have so many receivers. Who do we dress? Like in two weeks, we went from from one one extreme yeah. to the other. It's it's pretty cool. And it's and
0: it's one of those maybe you don't need a number two if you got a bunch of number three. Yeah,
1: if we, you know, and Eli and look, we haven't even talked about Eli Rogers, right? Eli Rogers, uh, I I, I talked, you know, I kept saying, oh, he's he's the 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 unaccounted for guy, right? When you it's when you have so many different weapons that you can't account for Eli Rogers. Screw that. Who did the, who who was the you know how was Eli Rogers wasn't the unaccounted for one against Baltimore. Right, they were going to him all day, and it wasn't like you know they had Ladarius in that game and they had Sammy Coates in that game. And Darius, in, no, it was Demarcus Ayers was out there with Kobe Hamilton and Eli Rogers and Antonio Brown. Like they had to cover Eli, and they didn't uh, because he was running really good routes. And the same thing against Cleveland, like you know it's Landry Jones throwing the ball, but Eli Rogers was open a lot. Uh, you know, caught a couple big balls in that game. I like what what Eli Rogers is doing right now. I think you know he has proven himself to not just be uh, a very good you know, number three guy, but, you know, look, he's making as strong an argument as anybody else on this team to be that number two receiver on this team. He maybe doesn't have the build, right? You'd like to see, you know, a guy you know closer to six feet and a little bigger than Eli to get those kind of physical catches. But, hey, you know, the guy's getting open, and if you're getting open, Ben will find you uh, and make big plays like he did against Baltimore. So Eli's another good guy. I do want to talk real quick about this – this friggin' Tom Brady bullshit, again, we gotta hear about how great Tom Brady is, and oh my god, 28 touchdowns, two interceptions, it's unbelievable. He sat out four games and he still leads the NFL, and you know, all this bullshit. Okay, you know, in 2008, the Steelers had a saying, it's a five-star matchup because we're in it, right? And that was because, they said that because their, the end of their schedule was the toughest schedule, like, in league history. I mean, it was insane. They were going from the who's who of playoff and Super Bowl contenders at the end of that year, right? I mean, they were talking about the the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Ravens. Um, You know, they were going back-to-back-to-back against these teams, and they had to win these games in order to keep their number one seed. And they did win all of those games. Now, go and look at New England's schedule for the end of this season. Okay, tell me who New England played, who was their five-star matchup, okay? It wasn't a five-star matchup when they were playing the Jets or when they were playing the Bills or when they were playing all these crap, the 49ers they played a couple weeks ago. I mean, give me a friggin' break. The New England Patriots have had the easiest schedule in the National Football League. Actually, that's not true. Miami had the easiest schedule. But they had the second easiest schedule. And I do believe, I do believe that the the schedule you play in the regular season builds your character when it comes to uh, playoff time. And the Steelers have had one of the toughest schedules in the league. We played the Cowboys. We played the Patriots. We played the who's who uh, of of the National Football League. We played the Chiefs. That helps this team... Go into the playoffs and make this, and going through this run and having to having to go from being four and five to eleven and five means something. I yeah, Brady Brady's great. He went twenty eight and two, fantastic. He played nobody played in the easiest division against against a a crap quarterbacks. Um, You know, he's a good quarterback. I I take nothing away from him. He is a good quarterback. But this whole like he's having his best season bullshit is absolutely ridiculous. And, And I'm telling you. If this Steelers team can find a way to get through this the playoffs and into New England, I'm not scared of New England. I get that, you know, oh, we, the Steelers can't beat New England. New England has the Steelers' number. Bullshit. Please let me get to that game. Please let AB Bell and Brown uh, or AB Bell and Ben all be healthy in that game because I really feel like, you know, I said it, the 2008 thing, but this team has that feeling. If if they go down 7 nothing against Brady, if they go down 14 nothing against Brady, it doesn't matter, right? This team has that fight in them that I don't know that New England has. When has New England had to come back? When have they actually been punched in the mouth this year and said, "Hey, you're in for a fight this year"? They haven't had that yet, and you know, and they won't because they're going to have the cupcake of cupcake schedules in the playoffs. Again, they're going to face Connor Cook or they're going to face Tom Savage in their in their playoff game. I welcome the challenge of going to New England with this football team. I I, I would love to see it.
2: But you're very likely
1: going to get it, and I would like to participate in this
2: shit on New England uh, segment, please. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, uh, I'm not going to do one of my, you know, I'm not going to do a rerun or a recap of, uh, you know, the, their history, but um, a, a different historical thing on them. I'm going to do history, but it'll be a little different history this time. So uh, the, the 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 Patriots emerged onto the scene. Um, in in disgrace, of course, back in two thousand one. Okay, um, and and they have they have had this run now for fifteen years with Tom Brady, uh, and and they have ruled that division, and, and and that's something to say. Okay, this team's ruled a division for for a dec more than a decade, right? But 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 here's the thing about that division: the three teams that they're in that division with. Um, for all of these years, have never been contenders. None of them have been contenders for all of these years. So that team has been handed, they basically start with, with being handed an invitation to the playoffs in week one every single year because you get to play with the nowhere nowhere near the playoffs Dolphins, nowhere near the playoffs Bills, nowhere near the playoffs Jets, perennial Year after year after year, when has and I know they get into the playoffs once in a while, right? But 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 who was the serious contender in that division that New England had to contend with every year? In those years, the Steelers have have been challenged uh, for the for the top top of our division by the by the Ravens, who won a Super Bowl during that time. Okay, by the Bengals, um, who. You know they had they have their, their <laughs> they the yeah. the no, they're, they're still the Bengals, um, but uh, but but really who were the teams in that division over the and I'm talking about since 2001 right how many years teams were fielded in that division okay that were that you would look at them at the beginning of the year okay and say that's a Super Bowl contender and then they end up being that they act not not that some idiot sports writer somewhere you know says, "Oh, this is going to, you know, the, this is going to be the Bills' year." No, no, but who looked at them and said, "Yeah, this is a great team," and then they are a great team all year, and the Patriots put them down anyway. Who was it? There are none. They have been handed a postseason invitation by default, silver spoon up their ass every single year for the entire run. There's no other team. There's no other team that's ever had such a cakewalk through their own division over such a long period of time. It really, is, it really is such a crock, you know, and it probably has a lot to do. Well, I shouldn't go there. I just shouldn't go there. I'll just <laughs> stop right
0: there. You know, that's a good point, and I'm surprised that uh, as tough as, like, the NFC East has been over the years, that Jerry Jones hasn't demanded a breakup of the divisions, you know, to... Uh, yeah,
1: realignment so that he can get uh, a...
0: Yeah, to get some easier teams yeah, in these division.
1: In no, no, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. The, the AFC East has been the joke. Um, and and the the entire division has been mismanaged outside of New England. I, you know, look, like I give New England credit, right? They can they consistently put quality players around Brady. Um, you know, Belichick always is fielding a a good to you know an above average to good defense, um, and they win football games. But they haven't been. Ch- but you know, your real challenge comes against the teams that play you twice, the teams that know you. And, and it is not like the Patriots sweep their division every single year, right? They lose. They lost to the Bills this year. Um, but, but like Joe said, there's been no real challenge. There's been they don't have a Ravens in that division, right? The closest was the Jets. That Rex Ryan Jets team for like a year and a half was like decent, but that was Mark freaking Sanchez. Like that's not a real, you know. It's just I just just let's, I mean, all, to- let's all pray at night that Ben Bell and Brown stay healthy through this playoff run and yeah. we get into New England and we just like this just I just want to see it. I just want if, if they beat us fine, but I just want to see it.
0: I I am. I was wondering about their schedule, and uh, as you were going through it, I I looked it up here. It is surprising how. uh, I mean, they really haven't played anybody. They played Seattle and lost lost. to them. They beat. They beat Baltimore. They beat Cincinnati. I'm trying to look at other good teams they played. They played Arizona in week one and won by two points. You know, Arizona.
1: Yeah, was supposed to be good.
0: Oh, that's true. And and Houston, um, they beat them at the beginning of the year with Garoppolo. Right. Or Brissett, for that matter. Yeah. And, you know, they, I mean, like the Belichick, Brady—they find a way. I mean, obviously, Brady's thrown for—I'm looking at his stats here. He threw for 400 yards three weeks ago, but only around, you know, uh, around 200 after that. But who's he throwing to? I mean, Edelman and, and who else? there's they always have some nobody that's well, catching they just, passes.
1: They just got Mr. DUI there, Michael Floyd, who's actually good. Yeah, that's true. So
0: yeah that 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 could make a difference. It's gonna make, um, it's, it's, yeah, it, but I, I don't like playing the Patriots just because of the history, but uh it, it would be nothing sweeter um or just as sweet as as knocking the Ravens out of the uh, playoffs and and winning the division, so that would be just as sweet as to knock the Patriots out and win the AFC championship game in New England.
1: yeah, and the Steelers path is set now. you know if they, if they do end up beating the New England or beating the Miami Dolphins, they'll go on to play Kansas City. In Kansas City, that game will be Sunday at one o'clock the next week, um, and then if they win that game, then they'll probably play the Patriots unless something crazy happens and the Patriots lose to Connor Cook or um, what's the Tom Savage of the of the Houston Texans? I, I doubt.
0: And that. Uh, yeah, but the one thing I'll say about that is uh, whoever wins that game next week, Oakland at Houston, yeah, they're going to be on a roll. They're going to be on a one-game winning streak, right? <laughs> That's true. So they're going to have a little bit of confidence. And uh, ideally, especially if it's the Raiders and the Raiders quarterback, if he, if whichever quarterback plays gets his head on – not his head on straight, but just gets more comfortable with the offense. Right. I mean, they have so many weapons on offense. They
1: could, that, um, yeah. If there's a they, team- they
0: could go into New England and surprise them, especially as bad as New England. I don't know. I mean, they, they could be playing. I know they just beat Miami pretty easily. And they just find a way. I mean, that's the thing I do worry about playing New England is, is uh, you know, maybe they – they find some weakness of ours and just you know maybe run the ball twenty times in a row and we can't stop the run or yeah. or something weird. Don't but know. don't
1: forget that we we played New England earlier this year. We played them with Landry Jones, and yeah, you know that's it, true. it wasn't a blowout. We lost by eleven, but that was a game that was fourteen to thirteen. You know the Steelers had their chances to take the lead in that game. Remember Boswell missed a, a field goal that the Steelers would have taken the lead if he had made it. Um, you know that.
0: Yeah, and, and Gronk played in that game.
1: Gronk, Gronk played in that game. And had two humongous touchdowns. Um, yeah, it was. You know, look, the Steelers have already played that team and played them tough. Uh, yes, that was a home game for the Steelers, but you know, I want to. I want to see this team. It. It just makes sense that, this team would have to go through a run like this, right? We we were all like, if you're a Steelers fan, of course you were hoping that Oakland would pull out a win and and we could play Oakland in the second round but it makes sense we're gonna have to our schedule through the AFC is as hard as you could get right you couldn't if you, if you had to pick a path that was the hardest it would be this one right you had to play Miami they were their nine and two in their last 11 games they've already beaten you you have to get that revenge game then you have to get you have to play Kansas City it's a revenge game for Kansas City let's not forget because the Steelers killed them killed them in week four that was remember that was Redemption Sunday that Tomlin called it where we had just gotten our ass kicked by Philly and then we did the exact same thing to, to Kansas City. Um, we, have to do, we have to do that again on the road. And then we have to go New England on the road and conquer that uh, you know, that, that challenge for the Steelers um, on our way to, to the Super Bowl. Um, this is a team that is, is riding a seven-game winning streak. They are finding ways to win games. To me, they have the look. Um, I, it's, it's not going to surprise me if the Steelers go down early against Miami. It's not going to surprise me if Ajay has some success early running, if Matt Moore is able to, to find some, some space uh, in that Steeler defense and, and exploit some weaknesses that we have. But what is going to surprise me is if the Steelers don't find a way through that um, and with Bell and with Brown and with Ben uh, and, and find a way on defense to get some red zone stops and then offensively to put up some points. Um, it is going to surprise me if, if they don't find a way to do that.
0: So we're going into the playoffs. Uh, we're going into wildcard Weekend, and we're already breaking down the AFC Championship game.
1: Of course, because we're because we're because we're fans, we can look ahead.
0: Because we are Steeler yeah, country. Yeah,
1: we can look ahead. All right. Well, hey. for my part, I'll just say
2: this is this is what I asked for, you know, seven weeks ago or whatever it was. When I looked at the end of the season, I said, well, if they win their last seven games, then they're a real contender. Because anybody going into the playoffs on a seven-game winning streak, I don't care who you played, you're going in on a seven-game winning streak, you're a contender. Steelers are a contender.
1: Yep, they absolutely are. And uh, and they will get to prove that on Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Miami Dolphins. That game will be on CBS, I believe. All right. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the Google Play music, wherever you can find podcasts. We're on there. Subscribe to us, and we will see you again next week.